welcome back to It's In You podcast, where our mission is to help reveal the truth of God in you. In this week's episode, we are taking another deep dive into the Word of God. So clear your mind, your heart, and your space, and make way to hear the truth in this week's message. guys welcome to a new sunday evening service um where we're having bible study session again today by the grace of god we're all here and well and we are we owe that to god if you're here today the blessing and the favor of god is upon your life today um, to be alive to be well to be um breathing this air that some others have lost, you know, and yet we're here. And anytime I, I remember why I'm here, I realize every day is an opportunity um, from God. It's a blessing from God. And so if you're here today, it is the same miracle um, that you get to open your eyes and you get to try again, live again, understand again, do better again, you know, these are all opportunities. So I just want to welcome each and every person who is here, who's participating with us live, whether you're watching the replay or you're here um, as we're doing this live, then we just want to welcome you in the same spirit that is with us. We pray that um, you're able to join us here, which would be better or more recommended because the whole goal of this process is to allow you to practice express or reveal what God also is pouring into you because we all have the same spirit that came from God the same Holy Spirit abides in you now there are levels you know and we need to sharpen it we need to become more familiar with that with that voice with that revelation um, and the only way you are able to extract that is if you're around the people who are extracting that spirit that understanding. Um, and so we always recommend that you come in live with us so that you allow yourself to um, let the word of God flow through you so we can hear what God is revealing in you. It's not just in us, but it's in you as well. So we just want to welcome you. And part of that, we just want to say happy Father's Day to all the fathers who are listening, who are watching, who will be watching um, to each and every one of you. Just like we have our heavenly father, um, you guys are an image of him. And we just want to say a happy Father's Day to each and every one of the dads that are out there, the mothers who are playing those roles, etc. We just want to include each and every person um, that is part of this celebration. So happy, happy, happy Father's Day. Happy Father's Day to my husband. Happy Father's Day to Pastor on here. Um, and all the fathers. So we honor you guys, especially um, without you, there's no generation, there's no life, there's no creation. You guys were in the beginning of time and the women, the mothers came through you guys, ironically. And that I think that's the most beautiful thing to understand. And then the process continued from there. So thank you for being who you guys are and serving as one of the head of the family, just like our father, the creator, who is above all. 
And so we honor you guys. So thank you. Thank you again for being a part. We're going to get ready to get into the word today. Before then, if anybody have any testimony, um, this is the perfect time to do that. But we're going to get into prayer and then then do so. Okay. Thank you. Father, we thank you for your love, your grace, and your mercy. Thank you for another day. Lord God, you grant us a day that we can all get together in fellowship. In your name, Lord God, we thank you for today. We ask, Lord God, that you will continue to watch over us. Lord, you will touch the many, Lord God, who are here and who may join in. Lord God, and who may receive this uh, message today, Father God, we ask that you will bless us. You will cleanse our thoughts and our minds and allow us to be in one spirit and one accord in you, Lord God. We pray, Lord God, that you will receive us, Lord God, in our, whatever state we are, Lord God, and you will take care of whatever is missing. You will put in whatever is lacking. You will remove whatever needs to be removed, Lord God, and you will bring us back to your space, Lord God, make us whole, Father God. We ask that you forgive us for our weaknesses, forgive us for our lacking. Give us for what we do not know and what not yet able to do, Lord God, that you can shape us into your image, Lord God, not our own, but the way you design us to be, Lord God, that despite our ways, Lord God, and our inabilities, Lord God, that you can fulfill them, Lord God. We thank you once again for your love. Thank you for your grace. And we ask once again that you will touch us. You will bless us. You will heal us, Lord God, and you will teach us how to love and how to be more like you. We put all of, our, of these people in your hands. In your holy name, Jesus, we pray. Amen. 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 So if anybody have testimony, it's an opportunity to share now. I briefly just want to give the Lord praise and worship for another day and thankful to this day that so many of uh, my wife has just mentioned is uh, it's Father's Day, but I, I want to thank God for uh, the teaching of the, of the true Father. And I said I alluded that said every day is Father's Day because God is the Father, and we celebrate Him. And with life, there is no life without the Creator, and the Creator teaches us how to be a father and how to be a mother how to be all these things. And it's all the same thing in God, but um, we value it how we value it. Um, the thing is, what's beautiful is what takes two people for us is, um, it takes two, but God fulfills all of it. Um, that's the beauty of God. Um, and God fulfills those who lack. And when my wife says something about how the mothers who play that role, the truth is God plays the role of what's missing for the many women who do not have that help. And the same for fathers who do not have the help, God sends help. And I uh, allude to some, some children who do not have both parents, God sends that. And that's the reality, is that God is the family unit. That's the simplest thing. God is the family unit. And once you have God, you have family and God provides you with family. So I, I, I share that with everyone to say that never to say, uh, to not think about the lack, but the full is that we are all 
and family. And we all have the father and the mother and the siblings and the love. It comes from one. And we celebrate today to remind the hard work that goes into being a father. But that even as, a, as I am, a, as much as I, I, I can, I take very little credit in my job as a parent because most of it, 90% of it, I'm just going by, you know what I mean? I'm let, leaving in God's hands. And if you were to try to give me credit or my wife credit for our children, I'll say, you know what? God gave us good kids, you know what I'm saying? And, and we just, we, we know we do the best we can, but it's God, you know, God provides and God teaches and we're not perfect. God fixes the imperfections. I say the same to my father and my parents, my mother, who aren't perfect. But I thank God for them. But I thank God for them. I thank God for teaching them. I thank God for showing them the way and that they show me the way. And I show my children the way and that's the process. So well, you say happy Father's Day, but I say, you know, and, and not to diminish the importance of a father, but to acknowledge the plan that God has in the family. I praise God for that. Me, I, I thank Yeshua, I thank Yeshua that he came and show me the will, Father. And I'm saying that all this week I was done. Until now I'm I done and I am up and down. And it's only I go to him. I could go and he's the one who give me peace. And as I say that, I'm saying that I'm not saying it lightly. I'm not saying that lightly. I go to him last night. I read a song. And you would see the song. I could give you the song. I was trouble. When I'm in trouble, I was trouble. I didn't have no peace. My spirit was trouble. And I go to him. I read that song, Psalm 71. I've been reading it before, and I read it. And I asked him for peace. And you know what? He gave me peace. He gave me joy. It, it, it's, it's, it, I remember that I have nobody to go to. I can't call nobody. I don't have nobody to call to. And I go to him. He have and he gave me peace, real peace. Even though I am done, but I have peace. And I have peace completely. So I give him thanks to be the real father. Where my father passed away long ago, my earthly father passed long ago, my earthly mother passed long ago, 
And even then, I couldn't call them. I couldn't talk to them. But I went to him and he gave me peace. So the praise and the glory and everything belong to the real father, which is here with me every single minute. And it's him also who are with me to come here to do whatever I have to do. So I give him, I give God praise. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, sir. That is it. Thank you. Anybody else? If not, then if not have the floor. If not, let us go to the study that we have been studying. Um as you know, the passage in which we were reading before, the passage that we had before, which is, um, the subject is about vanity, which we find in the book of Ecclesias, vanity which we find in the book of Ecclesiastes, all is vanity and vexation of the spirit. So we know vanity lead us to um, emptiness, but emptiness lead us to another place to iniquity. Iniquity, again, when we find out what is iniquity, we find out is anything that God was not intent for us to have is evil. Anything that God was not planning when he make us, when he planned when he formed us, he did not make it. And then we go on to say that uh, iniquity or vanity, we come to the conclusion, not conclusion, but we become confused. Being confused, we do not know what to choose. We have two a set of things before us, and then we take the wrong one. And since we take the wrong one, we're going down. And I think that's to make it very um, drastic. In the book of Genesis, we find, if you read for me, go to for me in the book of Genesis, because we have chosen 
um, iniquity in Genesis. Look at the verse in the book of Genesis, which said, our imagination is continually evil. This is in the book of Genesis. Our imagination, our way of doing things. Yeah. I think it's in the book of the six. No. All our imagination is continually. Yes, it's in the book of Gen is in the um in chapter six. I think verse 12. What the book? Ecclesia? No, we leave Ecclesias. Ecclesias 12? No, read Genesis chapter 6, verse... Okay, okay, Genesis 6. Verse 12? Verse 5. Genesis 6, verse 5. The book of Genesis, verse six, verse five. Genesis six, verse five. Anybody could read it. Anybody who find it could read it. Genesis chapter six, verse five. And verse six. Five and six. Anybody who find it could read it for me, please. And God saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth, and that every imagination, thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. And it repented the Lord that he had made men on the earth, and it grieved him at his heart. Because we confuse, we have chosen the wrong thing. You remember what I said before, in life, in this life, we have two choice. Two choice. Number one choice is life, but the second choice is death. So man has chosen death a state of life. And since it is dead, therefore, God see that we are doing things continually evil. And what he said there, people might not want to take that verse literally, but it is literally. 
if you see the way we are doing things today, you will see that it is literally happening right before our eyes. The generation before it happened and now in our generation, we see it. We see killing. We see people are doing things which is completely outraged. We see ourselves mixed up in it. And all the things that we're doing, we are not getting better, but we're getting worse. So because of this kind of situation, God said that his spirit will not linger or will not stay in man forever because man definitely gone. Therefore, we come up with a word. Man has changed state. Uh, what do we mean by what do we mean by that? Man changed the state. The state in which he was created is not in that state anymore. What do we mean by that? Anyone could help me. Well, at one point they were supposed to live long or e eternally in in this fleshly body, and now there's the introduction of death. That's right. Um, I want to take a um, analogy, which you all know, and see a little bit of the meaning of change state. I think all of you know about caterpillar. What is a caterpillar? Is a worm that eat leaf. But in the process of time, what happened to that caterpillar after it finished eating off leaf? Becomes a butterfly. It become a butterfly. Therefore, is not in this state in which he was when he was a caterpillar. Right now, is in the state of flying. That's what we become. We change state. We are not in the fashion in which God intend for us to be. Well, I think. I guess I had a question. I mean, maybe I'm, I don't, I misread it, but for, for the, for the animals who have life as well, are they, were they attended to live long as we were intended? <laughs> this, I, I, I see your point. You, 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 you beautiful. You, I tell God just, oh, I like that. This is beauty. This is beauty. This is oh Lord. That's what I say. We must talk. You understand very well. Man is responsible for this world. Man has dominion and charge of this world in which we live in. Therefore, anything that man do affected 
everything that is on earth. Everything we do make a effect. Um, you, okay, let us be plain. In the, in the, um, in Genesis chapter two, in Genesis chapter two, let's go back in it and see the situation which my sister bringing, which is very good to come up with that point. In Genesis chapter two, Oh, put it Genesis chapter three. In Genesis chapter three. Um, let us check Genesis chapter three and let's start verse 15. We're going to see the world we live in, not only we change, but the world we live in, we change it also. We change, we, we make all the impact in our change. For example, we see in verse 15, I will put, I will put enmity between thee and the woman, and between thy seed and her seed, and he shall bruise thy head, and thou shalt bruise his heel. Now, to whom that verse referred to? The serpent. The serpent. To whom again that verse referred to? And the woman. And the woman. Again, to whom? All the answer you give are right, but it's more to it. Living, living things. But I think verse fourteen is the one that. Don't go there. Don't go there yet. Don't go there yet. Don't go there yet. Don't go there yet. The word "you" is Lucifer, so he's speaking directly, telling Lucifer the war that's going to happen between man and and him. So his seed and, and the woman's seed. Mm -hmm. Who is the woman? Go ahead. Son of man versus the son of Lucifer. Okay. Who, who, who really he referred to? Who is the son of man? Who, who is the son of man? Man. Who is the son of man? Jesus Christ, yeah. Yeshua. Yeshua is the son of man. That's why he took, he, took, he took flesh to become son of man to do what? To restore. To restore Adam. <laughs> and who is bruising? Lucifer. The enemy. Which is Lucifer. That's why he said, you push me to go, to go, to go back. You push me to go back. That's why he said, the prince of this world is defeated. By whom? By Jesus Christ, by Yeshua. 
Yeshua defeated him. In other words, remember, Yeshua represents who? Adam. Good question. That, I mean, good answer. But I wanted to be more open. I, I wanted to be more open. Yeshua represents who? Man and woman. Man and woman, which is you and I. Mm -hmm. He represents us. He is our captain. He is our, our defender. He is our, this is why we love him. Man. You see how far this thing is start to change? You see how far this thing is start to change? Now, let's go back. Let's go now to that same, because that question is very important. That, thank God, that's why we talk. Go, go, the verse you were talking about, about the woman. Are we talking about verse 14? But don't go to verse 14 yet. Okay. Uh, where, which, which verses we just read? Uh, 15. 15. Read verse, read verse 16 for me. Read verse 16. Unto the woman, he said, I will greatly multiply thy sorrow and thy conception. In sorrow thou shalt bring forth children, and thy desire shall be to thy husband, and he shall rule over thee. Do you see the changes now? The changes, woman was not going to have children with pain and sorrow. Their life will not be in danger. But now, their life will be in danger. Not only this, and what we are talking now, we are talking things that are, we face every single day in life. All women are in danger when they're going to have birth, when they're going to give birth. And some of them die. And some of the children that they bear die. He was spoken with that, now we see it. It's not something that we make up. It's something that happened every single day in our lifetime. Whereas before, it would not happen. It would not be. Change the state. Go, go to verse 17. Even in, not only the children, not only the children, not only have a woman have children, not only woman have children, there's another thing happened in verse 16 too. We must take care, take see that. In verse 16, it is said, thy husband and he shall rule over you. Whereas before it was not so. Woman was not to be ruled by man. Why woman was not supposed to be ruled by man? Why? They were created equal. <laughs> we are one. You know what I noticed in verse 15 that it also says, it says both sorrow 
It said, I will greatly multiply thy sorrow and thy conception. In, in sorrow that shall bring forth children. And I feel like with that word sorrow, it's almost like a distinction because it's not just talking about the, the, the pain of giving birth, but the sorrow in the process, the sorrow that comes after birth, the sorrow of many other things that is kind of mingled in this one sentence. It's a package. Yeah. It's full with the sorrow are not, oh, yeah. they are not one, they are many. And, and I'm glad, and I'm glad, and I'm glad, and I'm glad that is is a woman who saw this. Why I'm saying that? I'm glad that is a woman who are talking the way we're talking now. Why I'm saying that? Why I'm saying I'm glad that is a woman talking expressed like that? Because we're, we're expressing what's happening right now. We not only we expressing what happened right now, you have children. You beg, you're not talking in the you're not talking for the sake of talking. You passed to it. Actually, what you do when you're giving a testimony, a, a vivid testimony, what is written here happened to you. And it happened to all women who have that sorrow. But again, it's a package. Remember, once you take one, you take all the package. Pastor, wipe your mouth. So, it's okay. change, change the state. We change state in which we're supposed to be. Now, your question was about the animal. What about the animal? Sorry, sorry, sorry. Maybe I should get a tissue. No, you got it. You got it all. Okay. Now back to normal. Um, the state in which we change, it does not change for the better. It changes for the worse. Mm -hmm. And is a gradual thing going on. It's not one thing, but it's a gradual thing going on day by day, day by day, day by day, day by day. We're getting deeper in the hole until finally we meet the goal. Now, the, the thing I was saying, woman should not be ruled by man. Because woman, when actually God did not create a woman and a man. The word woman was given by Adam. He called um, a, 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 the, the, the name of Adam was both. The female and the male was called Adam. There is one Adam that include the male and the female. That's the name God gave us. That name belonged to Adam when we say Adam, we mean the male and the female one. The male one and the female one. That means both of them are one. Equal. Equal. Have the same capacity. 
But because of we changing state, therefore, man now take over woman. And because man take over woman, what happened? What do you see when man take over woman? This is why today we find man becomes so wool, woman didn't even have, have right to vote. Woman didn't even have right to do things that they should have done because this man controlled them. Who should control us? God. Payon. Payon. All of us under God rule. For all of us control. But man take over. And that's why I say again, before I go any further, we see what happened to man today. Is a backfire, you know. You see woman right now trying getting woman, getting man in, 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 in a box. That's backfire. Because woman, man take one, put woman in the box before. Now is a time for a woman to take man, put him in the box. So this is backfire. Now I leave that on. Keep going and verse and verse um and verse you're going to see now in verse four on verse 15. On uh, verse 17. In verse 17. So Adam, he said, because you listened to your wife and ate the fruit from the tree about which I commanded ye, ye must not eat of it. Cursed is the ground because of you. To the painful... <clears throat> To painful toil, you will eat food from it all the days of your life. It will produce thorns and thistles for you, and you will eat the plant of the field. By the sweat of your brow, you will eat your food until you return to the ground. Since from it you were taken, for thus you are, and thus you will return. Now, what you see happen here, the whole, the whole cycle is changed. Everything is changed. And that include the animal that are there. Because everything become curse or become evil because of that thing there. So when man take that position and eat or did what they did and change state, everything in this world changed state. Um, for your understanding, when Yeshua will take over, the lion will not kill no more. Mm -hmm. Because the state has changed, mm -hmm. and I'm, I, 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 I hope I hope I have time to reach to the verse where the, the state change to from from the evil state to good state. I wish I have time. I, I hope so. I hope we have time. 
But nevertheless, this is what we become, changing the state. Any more questions? I was taught about that concept of, of um, animals that kill. So to us, we think when we kill others, it's, it's an evil. And we see it as evil because, and God makes it clear that thou shalt not kill. But um, when animals eat, it's not, you know, we, although it's ferocious, it is survival and it is natural. So you don't see it as evil, you see it as nature. And I think that thought, that theory of nature versus consequence, whereas mankind, we kill one another for anger and war and for fear. Yeah. Don't kill each other for food. Yeah. Um, and animals don't kill each other for food. They kill the lesser. So it's it's not, <laughs> so a lion doesn't kill each well, a lion will fight another lion, but if there's nothing to eat, by the end of the day, a lion is his job is to maintain an ecology. So lions eat the the gazelle. And so it's just nature is in all of the, in all of its ways, both beautiful and ugly, but it's a process of life. Life itself is a circle, such as the Lion King cycle of life, eat whatever. So uh, it's, it's, a, it's a deeper thinking. I think when I was a young man, it, it didn't occur to me that there's no evil in animals because animals just eat, even though I hate snakes. And I think the most evilest creature in the world is a snake. Naturally, that's the, that's the one animal that becomes the most, the, the embodiment of evil is the way a snake is, 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 its whole process is that that seems evil, but even the snake is just, is just a, a creature. All of them are evil. The process, remember when we change the state, the process change. The process change also. This is exactly what you are saying. That's exactly what happened here. The process of, a, of a, the intent of God, it was not so. Remember, Adam did not, um, when he was before, Adam did not kill to eat. Before Adam was a vegetarian, he eat seed, he eat, he, he, um, seed before, before the, before the state change. It's after the state change and even to eat animal, it become all the way done uh, way after Adam. Then God give permission to eat animal or God left man eat animal. But is a process, as you say, which I agree with you, is a process. I, would, but, I think where I was going to say is, as you said it in, in, in the way that I, I wasn't even putting it to that perspective, it is all, all death is evil, right? So yeah, we, evil. we eat meat and food, but 
I'm sure that the 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 beautiful piece of meat <laughs> not want to become meat. And that <laughs> piece of chicken. Yeah, because the, your 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 steak changed, therefore the meat tastes nice. <laughs> what do you say? If that chicken had a choice, it would it would and if the chicken could speak, it would call me evil. <laughs> of course it does. <laughs> And it was it was cursed the day I was born. Yeah, but you never know if uh, also because we change state. I I I I more embrace I I more embrace the first civilization mm -hmm. perspective. Mm -hmm than the European perspective. Mm -hmm. The European perspective, they really don't have no respect whatsoever for the nature. They don't have no, they don't have no structure. The way I see it, that's why Western civilization and Eastern civilization have a big difference. Um, and I more go, I more lean to the logic of first civilization. I lean to it because I see it make more sense than the Western civilization um, logic. And I'm glad, I hope everybody could look uh, the first civilization, how beautiful it was in a way of agriculture, in a way of animal maintain animal, in a way of nature in, in a whole. How the first civilization have a better view, not a better view, but they have a better perspective, not only a better perspective, but have a better resolve. A better resolve. I'm talking resolve, thing that you could see. And, and I say again, I observe that. Um, as I say to many, there was no um, thing they call organic in the sense of agriculture. The word organic exists long time ago, but not, it was not used in agricultural language term. It was not used in agricultural term. It was used in organ of human. It was used in organ of human, organ of animal organ or human organ. That's the way it was used. Or if I may use the word medically, is that the word organic was not, organ was long time medically speaking, but not agriculturally speaking. Agriculturally speaking, the word that used to use is natural. Everything natural. In the 60s, and I recall, in the 60s, 
1950s to 1960s, as I said, the European over here have duplicate agriculturally to change the system, the way plant operate, the way food, grain food operate, the way they do it, they, they study it in lab. And after they study it, they find a way they could make it faster, come in faster, come in more, 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 more thing could produce. Then when they finish, put it in the lab, then now they go to market it. And I never forget that. They use a word to, provide, to, to give it. They said the population explosion, which mean we have so much a, um, a, a drought in Africa. We have so much drought over here, so people are starving, don't have no food. So because people don't have no food, we have to find ways to produce more food to feed the population. So they call it population explosion. And by then now, it goes on to the government and the government give them permission to market the product. And then they start having mass farm, mass, mass um, production, mass, how you call it, mass farm. They start having, this is time they cut out people who have little private farm, small, small farm, all these gone out. They start having those big farming, big farming, 20 acre of land. 50 acre of land, 100 acre of land, 200 acre of land to produce food. But that is what behind that is money. Is not the hell of the people. So from then you find that thing going on, but now what happened to us now? What happened to the food that we eat now? Making us sick. <laughs> then they come up with the word organic. That means the little food, the little food that is plant natural, they call it organic, but the, everything already makes up. Even the one that they say organic is not organic, truly. So we mess up. So this is I'm, I'm, what I'm giving you now, I'm giving you the facts. What happened? Because today we are in the situation of eating food that's going to destroy you. And this is Western civilization who come up with that, not Eastern civilization. So I am more lean to Western logic than Western uh, um, uh, civilization. Now we leave that alone. We see how we change state. Our state change, and therefore we find ourselves in a deep trouble. I want you to read Isaiah 32, 6, one person, 6 and 1. And I want you to read Isaiah 59, 
verse 2 to 15. Somebody. I want you to read Isaiah 50, verse 1 to 3. Um, I want you to read Luke 3, verse 7. Anyone pick up what you can. Isaiah 32, verse 6 to 8. Isaiah 32, verse 6 to 8. Isaiah 59, verse 2 to 15. Isaiah 50, verse 1 to 3. Luke 3, verse 7. I think uh, after that, I'm going to Ricardo to read that passage, which he started last week and he has to finish it. Anybody could read it for me, please. Isaiah 32, verse 6 to 8. The state we change. Isaiah 32? Yes, verse 6 to 8. For the vile person will speak villainy, and his heart will work iniquity, to practice hypocrisy, and to utter error against the Lord, to make empty the soul of the hungry, and he will cause the drink of the thirsty to fail. The instruments also of the churl are evil. He that devises wicked devices to destroy the poor with lying words, even when the needy speaks right. But the liberal devises liberal things, and by liberal things shall he stand. <clears throat> okay. Now you see the, what we are um, describing, we're describing a state. The state in which we are now, our mind, our thinking, our way of doing things, we look for problem. And even if somebody speak the truth, we turn it around and we make it become untruth. Because the changing of a state or a state become iniquity or a state become evil, we're not thinking to do the right thing. We are thinking to tell lie. To tell lie. That's 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 our question is I'm not interested in you. I am interested how I could twist you to do what I want. I'm not interested in what they tell the truth that you are telling me. I don't want to stress it in that. What I'm interested is how I could manipulate you to make you do or achieve my goal. And my goal is not good, is evil. Now, verse 30, um, uh, uh, Isaiah 59, verse 2 to 15. Isaiah 59, Verse 2 to 15. We're going to read a lot today. So any one of you, please get involved and read. Any one of you. Isaiah 59, verse 2 to 15. Isaiah 50, verse 1 to 3. 
But your iniquities have separated between you and your God, and your sins have hid his face from you that he will not hear. For your hands are defiled with blood and your fingers with iniquity. Your lips have spoken lies, your tongue has muttered perverseness. None call it for justice, nor any pleaded for truth. They trust in vanity and speak lies. They conceive mischief and bring forth iniquity. They hatch cockatrice eggs and weave the spider's webs. He that eateth of their eggs dieth, and that which is crushed breaketh out into a viper. Their webs shall not become garments, neither shall they cover themselves with their works. Their works are works of iniquity, and the act of violence is in their hands. Their feet run to evil, and they make haste to shed innocent blood. Their thoughts are thoughts of iniquity, wasting and destruction are in their paths. The way of peace they know not, and there is no judgment in their goings. They have made them crooked paths. Whosoever goeth therein shall not know peace. Therefore is judgment far from us, neither does Neither does justice overtake us. We wait for light, but behold obscurity. For brightness, but we, but we walk in darkness. We grope for the wall like the blind, and we grope as if we had no eyes. We stumble at noon, as day, as in night. We are in desolate places as dead men. We roar all like bears and mourn sore like doves. We look for judgment, but there is none for salvation, but it is far off from us. For our transgressions are multiplied before thee and our sins testify against us. For our trans transgressions are with us and as for our iniquities, we know them. In transgressing and lying against the Lord and departing away from our God, speaking oppression and revolt, conceiving and uttering from the heart words of falsehood, and judgment is turned away backward and justice standeth afar off. But truth is falling in the street and iniquity cannot enter. Iniquity cannot enter. Yea, truth faileth. And he that departeth from evil maketh himself a prey. And the Lord saw it and it displeased him there that there was no judgment. Okay. Now, this passage we're reading here, we may see that we may say that that passage been written about more than four thousand years ago. Remember, uh, maybe more than four thousand years ago, or more than three thousand years ago. Remember, Christ came about two thousand years ago since he came. Now, it could be maybe. Um, uh, roughly speaking, it could be maybe three thousand years ago since that about thousand years before Christ came, uh, when Christ came. So what is, what is written here is not something strange to every single one of us who want to hear, who want to pay attention, because we are in it. And we are experiencing this every single day in our life. Every single day since we are here on earth, everyone experiences it and see it. But if you can't see it, well, you know why you can't see it. Because according to that same scripture, you're blind. 
because you're dead. You not exist. In other words, your, your state is not in God's intent or the state in which we are is not in God's intent. Therefore, you might not see it. What we are saying there, you might see otherwise. But truly, death is following us. Mm. And nobody cry for justice. Nobody cry for justice. The place we might have to have a little justice and democracy as we call it, that's, that's, a, that's a first uh, justice. That justice, there is no justice there at all. So nevertheless, let's go on to see what I'm doing now. We are describing the state in which we are. The state in which we are. Now, go to um, uh, Isaiah 50 for me. Somebody, Isaiah 50, verse, verse 1 and 3. We're going to do a lot of reading before I come to the place where we could flip the coin until we could flip the coin. So pray that God may help us to reach to that page where the coin will flip. Isaiah 50, verse 1 to 3. Anybody here? Miss Tina. Miss Tina, go on. Miss Tina is here. Miss Jean. Isaiah 50, verse 1. We're going to read. All of us are going to get involved in reading. Isaiah 50, verse 1 to 3. Sister Clearly. Sister Jean. Um, I can read Pastor. Uh, Thus saith the Lord, where is the bill of your mother's divorcement, whom I have put away? Or which of my creditors is it to whom I have sold you? Behold, for your iniquities have ye sold yourselves, and for your transgressions is your mother put away. Wherefore, when I came, what was there no man? When I called, was there none to answer? Is my hand shortened at all that it cannot redeem? Or have I no power to deliver? Behold, at my rebuke, I dry up the sea. I make the rivers a wilderness. Their fish stinketh because there is no water and dieth for thirst. I clothe the heavens with blackness and I make sackcloth their covering. Okay, that's a verse, verse 30, verse 30, verse um, 50, verse 1 to 3. Now, uh, what happened to us now? We come to a position because we change the state in which we were supposed to be. We, we come to a state of evil and therefore we don't take our responsibility of knowing that we evil and state, we blame the creator. We said to the creator, why create me? Why create all these things? Why make those things? Why make the tree in the, in the first place in the garden? 
we, we putting all sort of excuse. Then the creator now asking, it is because you sell yourself. Um, I think uh, there is a saying in us, uh, you take a blow, you inflict it yourself by yourself. It is nobody inflicted you, is you inflicted yourself, or we are inflicted ourselves by ourselves. For example, uh, not example, is a fact really. When, when somebody um, go to the to the school or go to the church or go to the place and kill people. Who do they kill? They kill people. But who are they? Are they not people? And when you kill these people, is your neighborhood you put it you put in in, in jeopardize? Is yourself? Another thing again you're going to do when they catch you, you go in jail. Who put your, who send you to the jail? Is it people send you to the jail? If they beat you up in the jail or they do all sort of evil to you in the jail, who put you there? Mm -hmm. Is people put you there or you put yourself there? You put yourself, you inflicted yourself because we do not admit of our own fault. Why? Because we changed the state. As the previous verse said, we blind. We don't know better. So therefore, we go down. Um, uh, uh, now, let read Luke 3, verse 7 for me, please. Luke 3, verse 7. Luke chapter 3, verse 7, and Matthew 12. Matthew 12. I think um, uh, my dear brother Ricardo read that passage before. Luke 12, verse 31 to 35. And Matthew 23, verse 2 to 33. We're going to read a lot today. Luke 12. Yeah, Luke 12, Luke 3, Luke chapter 3, verse 7. Luke chapter 3, verse 7. Somebody look for Matthew 12. Well, somebody already look, look for Matthew 12, verse 31 to 35. And somebody else, look, Matthew chapter 23, verse 2 to 33. Go ahead, look three. Luke 3, verse 
7, verse 3 to 7. Luke 3, verse 7. Only one verse. Then said he to the multitude that came forth to the baptizing, O generation of vipers, who has warned you, who has warned you to flee from the wrath to come? Now, do you see what uh, John the Baptist said now? He referred all the way, all the way, he referred back all the way to the book of Isaiah. And you know, this is what he called the people that come in. And this is what same thing he called about us. That's the way we are. We are vipers. We are vipers. No matter how much education you have, it doesn't matter. It does not matter. What matters is that, do we all living in peace? Do we not destroy God's creation? As we speak right now, we have what we call global warming. What is global warming? Global warming is when we put too much chemical in the air. And in fact, if we go deeper, we will find that we say that according to the scientists, there is a hole in the sky. There is a hole where the layer is that opening because the air going on. And this is why we have so much now heat from the sun because the layer that preventing the sun from burning the earth is burning out, it's gone out. Who caused that? We did. Because we don't do things properly. In fact, today, as we speak, could you drink any water? That's why today you have to buy water to drink. Why? Why you have to buy water to drink? Contaminated. Who contaminated? <laughs> so we are talking facts. We're talking things that we see every day in life. Mm -hmm. Every day. Who mess it up? We mess it up. We mess it up. Who caused many animals to die just for the sake of dying? We caused that. Why? Because we are vipers. We are evil. Evil to whom? To ourselves. We are evil to ourselves. Now, read Matthew 12 for me, verse 31. Matthew 12, verse 31 to 35. And Matthew 23, verse 2 to 30, 36. Matthew 12, I think we kind of read it before, but I want to cut more in it. Um, I want to just go to the, to the Pharisees. When Jesus starts to woe, woe them. Matthew 12. Somebody read Matthew 12. 31 to 35. 31 to 35, but I might cut you up. As you start reading, so you might, I might cut you up to see 
um, where it is even more appropriate. Okay, wherefore I say unto you, all manner of sin and blasphemy shall be forgiven unto men. Read that. Keep going. But the blasphemy against the Holy Ghost shall yes. not be forgiven unto men. Go ahead. And whosoever speaketh a word against the Son of Man, it shall be forgiven him. But whosoever speaketh against the Holy Ghost, it shall not be forgiven him. Why? Why, if you speak against the Son of Man, it will be forgiven. But if you speak against the Holy Ghost, it not forgiven. I mean, I think from what I understand is that the Son of Man is us or he represents us. So it's almost expected. It's almost kind of part of the process. That's right. The Holy Ghost is holy. It's not us. It is divine. It is. It was placed specifically to teach us. Therefore, 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 what is in the Holy Ghost? What is in the Spirit? All knowledge. All knowledge. Therefore, what is in the Holy Spirit? Light. Do therefore, what is in the Holy Spirit? All what you say is, is, is perfect, but I want to get I want to get it. All, all what you say is the right thing. Understand. But what you're going to, the one word could conclude all what you said. One word. What word? Oh. Go ahead. God, God. Yes, yes, yes. I agree with you. I agree with you. I agree with you. It's God. It's true. But one word could conclude all that. One word. Life. Why, why, if you send against another word, how do you send against man? How do you send against a man? Because Christ is son of man. If you against, if you send against him, you will be forgiven. How do you send against man? How could you send against any man? Oh, please get my get, get me to moving now, please. Anyone there? Miss Tina, help me. Miss Jean, I see you there. Maybe you're busy too. How do you send against a man or against a woman by, by, by the mother? Is it lying? <laughs> they say, say, by lying, by not telling the truth. The person tell the truth, you say it's lie, and he's telling the truth. But how do you stand against the Holy Spirit? By denying. By denying, by lying, telling me that the Holy Spirit is lying. No, it's not just lying because you have to know that the Holy Spirit exists and then deny. Well, of course, well, when they deny, so, it, it, of course, you have to deny it because because it's not exist for you. That's true. It's not That's the, another truth. No, no, it's not the same as someone who does not know. Someone who does know, 
Yeah, but look, look carefully. That's what the devil does. Yes, that's right, but look carefully. If you read the previous, the same passage, right? You will see why, why Christ made that statement. You read before, you will see why Christ made that statement. Why Christ made that statement. If you read previous, previous passage, previous, read far off. He that is, verse 30, he that is not with me is against me. No, go, go, go up. Go up. Go all the way to verse 1, 2, 3, verse 4, 5, 6. You will see the conversation. Go to the verse, then you're going to see the conversation. Why Christ make that statement? Well, he's speaking, they start speaking about the Sabbath. That's right. Go down. Go down. And the law. Go down. When you start to heal the person in the Sabbath. After you finish, heal the person. Mm -hmm. They call him the devil. Do, do you, why? Why? Did did they did 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 they see that the man was 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 lame? The man harm was not a strong. Did they see that? Did they see everything was done before them? You in that case you can't say you can't say you don't know. So they denied the miracle. That's right. They denied the miracle. Not only denied the miracle. But what they see, they deny what they see. They deny what they see, but not only deny what they see, but also they put another charge upon what they deny. The charge they put, they say he did it with the spirit of evil. Mm. He did it with the spirit. Is it Christ who was healing the person really? No. Why? How could we come to the point that is it Christ who was? How could we ask that question? Is it Christ who was healing the person? How well, come? Go ahead. Because Christ wasn't the only one who did this. Mm, yeah, but so if if it's only Christ who can heal, right? Then it'll be just the power that's from Christ alone. So if all his other disciples were capable of doing the same thing, what power did they possess? And yeah, that power is the same Holy Ghost that was upon him, that was in them, that gave them that power to be able to do so through their physical body. Yes, but you see Christ somewhat distinguish him. I think that the key fact is that Christ did something that they can't do or not to the level that Christ. I agree. I agree. I agree. But that, that creates their skepticism to say that of course, surely of course. no man can be able to do these things that we ourselves have struggled and we know the the ways of the healing, which is it takes 
sacrifice who takes the process of, and even then you still don't get it <laughs> still don't get it so christ doesn't do the process that they do right so in spiritual healing for them they have to do the, the killing the, everything they have to do the prayer they have to do a whole process christ just touched this man and is healed yeah so they're 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 they have an understanding of how it's supposed to work it's separate yeah, so, but. See, so when they see Christ, their immediate skepticism is this man can't be doing it the way we do it. Yeah, but I understand your point of view. And your point of view is correct according to their point of view. You are in, in fact describing them. But how, how could we follow that point of view? Who who take out that point of view from us? Christ. How we take it out from us? Because we don't, really, don't need. Well, in this specific, um, um, this specific chapter, he's basically saying, "Do not need to be slaves to something to save life." Yeah, it's but they understand. Honest, go back to your point of to the point of view that you come first, which is correct. Remember what I say. The point of view come first, which is correct. That's the way we think. Exactly. Man cannot do that. And, 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 and I don't know nothing. How could a man do that? But how Christ take that out from the, that point of view? How Christ deviate from that point of view? So his whole point is to say that son of man can do all things to Christ. Yes. So, yes. Christ from the beginning. Uh, somebody want to talk? Yes. Uh, I just wanted to sit there and say um, he basically just said that you can do anything through him only because you're taking away all the religious practices and actually he just did it because he can. That's yes. the whole point. He he did all that just to prove that you didn't have to do all of that. Yes, that's that's a good point of view too. But I I must put again, how does Christ take this point of view from them? How does Christ tell them in person what is happening about Christ himself? How about Yeshua himself? How Christ deviate from that point of view about Christ himself? If you read in those previous verses. Yeah, uh, is it from verse 27? He said, and if I... You will not find the answer in that. Oh, okay. You will not find the answer in that particular verse. You will find the, the, the thing that Christ said what you will find in the previous verses passage, you will see Christ said, what I do, it is not I who do it. It's my father who did it. It is not my will, it's the will of the father. In other words, Christ discredited himself. He put himself out because, why Christ discredited himself? Because he represents us. He's a man. Christ said, I 
I don't do it for my, I don't, it is not I who do it, it's my father who did it than me. It's another case, he's not, he's not, he's not diminishing the fact that son of man can't do it. No. That God can do it, and it's not son of man that can do anything. No, it's not son of man, it's God could do it. But, but then the Holy Spirit yeah. is God himself, which is in him, who doing the job. So when they called Christ for, for these people or for us, we take Christ, the same uh, um, a description that my dear brother Ricardo gave. That's what we do. We take man to give praise. We take man to glorify. We take man, but we never know about the Holy Spirit. As I said to you guys again, I told you, Last night, I was in trouble. I was in trouble. I, I don't know. I don't think you guys understand what I'm saying. Maybe you do. You never be in trouble. You never stay without no peace, no joy. Yes. And you are upside down in your, in your thinking. Your spirit is trouble. You never be like that. If you do, me, I'm telling you where I get my remedy, where I get my healing. I go to him. I didn't see a, a, a spirit before me. I didn't see nothing stand up before me. I didn't see nobody. I was in my bed. I go to him. And I pour my spirit before him. I pour my heart before him. And he give me peace. He bring me back to normal. Understand my brethren. We're not talking about something frail. We're talking about reality of life. And I'm giving you this to make you understand, as I said to you, don't go to pastors and go to this to God looking. Go to God directly and talk to him just as you're talking to anybody. And you will, he will help you. That's what I'm saying to you, he will help you. This is what happened to Christ right now. They keep on put the old load on Christ, but Christ is a man. He came to save us. And it was not even, he came. They sent him to do that. He was saying to be to be what he be what he is. So now when Christ came, Christ told them ahead, don't look at me. All the job that you see I'm doing, it is not I who do it. It's my father who do it in me. But they have the same point of view of what my guest brother Ricardo said. No man should do the thing like that. No, they, I, I've been doing so many things. I can't achieve that goal. Her hair is a man coming up, but they're looking the man. They're looking the face. And remember, when you're looking Christ as a man, what do you see in that particular environment in which he was from the beginning and with the Pharisees? When, you, when they look at him, what do they see? A simple man. That's why. It's not so much simple, 
so much simple. You know what they said to him? The Galileans. <laughs> you understand? He, he was rejected. He was, he was, he was worse than anything. I, I mean, he was a scum of people. The poor that's, they, that's the way they treat him. From the poor part of town. Yes, that's the way they treat him. In fact, they say that he don't even has a common a, a education. He was not, he wasn't, uh, uh, the far uh, okay, let's let go, let go deeper. Let's go deeper. Um, um, you would, you would verse. So I, I, I tell you, this is why Christ said to them that because you disregard the Holy Spirit, thinking I am the one who talking to you, I am the one who did the, 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 the miracle or did that, uh, that healing. You put the thing on me, but well, it's not me you're talking with. You are not talking about me. You are talking about something greater than you, which is God Himself. And that's what Christ is telling. And that's what Christ is telling every single one of us. Why? Why we come to that state? We cannot recognize what is from God and what is not from God because we change the state. We become vanity. I found another word to vanity. Another word I put in vanity is um, um, fantasize. You know what it fantasize? You know what is fantasizing? Anybody could give me a little description of fantasizing? Imagining. <laughs> Something that is not. Imagining something that is not what you should be, but you're never going to be. What you should have, but you never have it. And this is the truth. We think we have everything, but do we? We have beautiful houses. We have beautiful car. We have beautiful wife we have beautiful children but do we have them well do we do we really have them in few minutes you are in the coffin your body in the coffin and when your body in that coffin as the scripture said Naked you come, naked you go. And the spirit go back to God where it belongs. I think that's what uh, Simon meant when he said that vanity is vanity. He's basically, and he says it again as the one who is the richest king, <laughs> who has all the knowledge of the world, who has seen all these things, and he's got all of it, and he says to himself, all is vanity and there's nothing new under the sun as you said it's imaginary it's not real all it is is so in the word the interpretation of the word vanity is in the sense that it's all non-tangible <laughs> it's not there 
It's not there. Oh my, let, let, read, let read my children. I think the disconnection is where we put our value in. That's right, that's right, that's right. That's it right. is because he started to see these things to be what they were in the magnitude that they were in his life. When you shift your focus from God, and this is why he is, God is very intentional. Christ was very intentional when he says, seek ye first the kingdom of God. And then these things will be added onto you because it is the order of what, where you place your value, where you place your trust, where you place your possessions, your treasures. It's not the things. These things are, are your tools, your resources to serve you, to do the things that will help advance what God already placed in you. That's all that is. So when you disconnect, it will be vanity. It becomes vanity. It's supposed to be purposeful, but now it became idle. In fact, in fact, in fact, the, the, the description or the meaning, the meaning of that of vanity is an idol also. Yeah. The meaning is, is emptiness, idol, iniquity. Well, it goes back to when he says, give unto the carnal, carnal things. God doesn't take, the reality is life itself is carnal. <laughs> it's the, the, the basis of it all is that at the end of the day, what Christ is saying, seeking for the kingdom of God, is if you find the kingdom, Good, a good way to think about it. If you've found that you are a king, does it matter if you currently are in the dirt? Because you're the king, right? So once you have the knowledge of that you are the king, it makes being currently in a... Everything God, different. Amen. So Christ himself who is God, but I always used to, I always go towards John, who does not live a good life, to say the least. That's right. He doesn't, and he doesn't get to see <laughs> a, a, a good life at the end. It doesn't ever happen. No. So he starts off from the bottom and he stays at the bottom. That's right. But um, the one thing that always reminded me is that his purpose is grand. So much so that there's only one person who is convicted, who is, um, what's the word I always miss? Who is, um, uh, what's not authority? Um, who is worthy, that's the word, worthy to baptize Christ, to baptize. Not only that, not only that, not only was worthy to baptize Christ, Yeshua himself, the witness about him, he said he was one of the greatest man that lived. The great, one of the greatest man that lived. Amen. Yeshua bear witness and tell the people about John the Baptist. So easy. When I bring that up, is I have to remind ourselves that sometimes when we think about what it means to be a servant of the Lord, we have to acknowledge that that job comes with the possibility that you're not gonna see things the way we human beings value things. So the value- not, I, I wouldn't say the possibility. 
I would say this is exactly that. Once you are a man of God, you are telling the truth. What are we doing now here? Do you see how we done great human race? Are we? Are we not degrading human race right now? Or are we not degrading ourselves now? When, when I speak, I don't speak about people only. I speak about myself too. I am part of it too. I am no better than nobody. I born in iniquity and I raise in sin. I am just as anyone. So what I'm saying, I am not putting myself off the mark. I am part of everyone that lived there. I born in iniquity. If I speak, if I speak what I speak is only by God's grace. That's why I refuse to take any credit for myself. That's why I refuse to take any credit for myself because I know where I was. So evil is not, is all of us are evil. All of us are devil children. And I'm hoping that we could close the message um, to the point where we flip over. I hope we could reach there where we flip over because there is a flipping going to happen, but I hope we get there in that message before the, the time is over because it's where next Sunday we're going to go to it in order to get to that flipping. Now, we're talking now about Matthew 23. Um, Matthew 23, um, are we, are we take Matthew 12, verse 31 to 35, which we already going at? We did it already. Okay, so let's go to Matthew 23, verse 2. Matthew 23, verse 2, 33. And somebody with John 8, verse 42 to 47. I think Matthew 23 is the one my dear brother, brother Ricardo, uh, talking before, read it before about woe. I want to get the woe. Matthew 23. Verse 2. <clears throat> Saying the scribes and the Pharisees sit in Moses' seat. Going. Go ahead. Matthew 23. 23 verse 2 to 33. Oh, two. Oh, I'm sorry. <clears throat> All therefore, whatsoever I bid you, they bid you observe. That observe and do, but do not ye after their works, for they <clears throat> for they say and do not. For they bind heavy burdens and grievous 
to be born and lay them on men's shoulders. Go down to verse 13 for me. But woe unto you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for ye shut up the kingdom of heaven against men. For ye neither go in yourselves, neither suffer ye them that are entering to go in. Or to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for ye devour widows' houses, and for a pre pretense make long prayer. Therefore ye shall receive the greater damnation. Woe unto you, scribes and Pharisees, you hypocrites, for ye compass, for ye compass sea and land to make one proselyte. And when he is made, ye made you make him to twofold more the, the child of hell than yourselves. Woe unto you, ye blind guides, which say, Whosoever shall swear by the temple, it is nothing. But whosoever shall swear by the gold of the temple, he is a debtor. Ye fools and blind, for whether is greater, the gold or the temple that sanctifies the gold. And whosoever shall swear by the altar is nothing, but whosoever swears by the gift that is upon it, he is guilty. Ye fools and blind, for whether is greater the gift or the altar that sanctifies the gift, whosoever shall swear by the altar swears by it, and by all things thereon. And whoso shall swear by the temple swears by it, and by him that dwells therein. And he that shall swear by heaven swears by the throne of God, and by him that sits thereon. Or unto you, scribes and Pharisees, you hypocrites, for ye pay tithes to mint and anise and cumin, and have omitted the weightier matters of the law, judgment, mercy, and faith. These ought ye to have done and not to leave and the other undone. Ye blind guys, which strain at a gnat and swallow a camel. Woe unto you, scribes and Pharisees, you hypocrites. For ye make clean the outside of the cup and of the platter, but within they are full of extortion and excess. Take 25, um, Missy, Missy, Gladia. Yeah. 25, I was 25. I was 25, 26. 26. Um, thou blind Pharisee, cleanse first that which is within the cup and platter, that the outside of them may be clean also. Woe unto you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, but ye are like unto whited sepulchres, sepulchres, which indeed appear beautiful outward, but are within full of dead men's bones and of all uncleanliness, uncleanness. Even so, ye also outwardly appear righteous unto men. But within ye are full of hypocrisy and iniquity. <laughs> Woe unto you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites. 
because ye build the tombs of the prophets and garnish the sepulchres of the righteous and say, if we had been in the days of our fathers, we would not have been partakers with them in the blood of the prophets. Wherefore ye be witnesses unto yourselves that ye are the children of them which killed the prophets. Fill ye up then the measure of your fathers. Ye serpents, ye generations of vipers, how can ye escape the damnation of hell? Continue. 34. Wherefore, behold, I send unto you prophets and wise men and scribes, and some of them ye shall kill and crucify, and some of them shall ye scourge in your synagogues and persecute them from city to city, that upon you may come all the righteous blood shed upon the earth, from the blood of righteous Abel, Unto the blood of Zechariah's son of okay, Zechariah. stop here. Now you see to whom he was talking to. The Pharisees. And who are the Pharisees? The leaders, the priests. The leaders or the teachers of what? Of the people. The law. Of the law. But let it put it a little closer. The teachers of who? Of what? Scripture. Of God. Of God. To whom he's talking with now? He's talking to the pastors. And that's why right now I am afraid to call myself pastor because I am one of them. I am one of them. Pastors who are supposed to know better. In the very first war, in the first war, he described it beautiful. Beautiful. He described it beautiful in the first war. War unto you, scribe and Pharisees, hypocrite, for ye make clean the outside of the cup and of the extortion of the platter, but within they are full of extortion and excess. But again, if you go a little closer on verse, the verse which is very attractive to me. Is verse 13. Verse 13. But one to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrite, for ye shut up the kingdom of heaven against men, for ye neither go in yourself, neither suffer ye them that are entering to go in. What what is saying here? It's saying that they are causing the damnation of others by their own by their own poor ways. So teaching they're teaching others into sin. <laughs> exactly. And this is what are this are not this what we're doing today? Are not what we're doing today? are not what we're doing. We are doing thing today, which is completely out of wage. Out of wage, yeah. And who are doing it? Pastors are doing it. You never see pastors stand up and deny the injustice of the world. 
There is a season that going right now. You never see a pastor stand up before the whole congregation and say, hey, we must stop killing black and white. We don't say that. Yeah, pass the platter, give the money, give the tithe. You never see a pastor stand up and say, no, the way political going on here, the way we do politics, it should not be so. The way foreign country is suffer, we cannot do so. We have to free everybody. You never say that. No, pastor should not be in politics. That's not in politics. You are telling the truth, the way we should walk, justice to everyone. Justice to everyone. Yeah, believe in Jesus Christ, thou shall be saved. Yes, it's true. But that Christ didn't come only for that. He come to show us how bad we are in the iniquity that we should change our ways. The foreign policy should be changed. The domestic policy should be changed. The way we guide people into justice should be changed. Change for what? Change for the better, but not for the worse. Not for the worse. We should not be divided among ourselves. Why? Why we should not be divided among ourselves? And not only we, cheat, we should not be divided among ourselves, but about the other countries too. We call it the third world. And some countries, we don't even pay attention to them because they, they are not exist. Is that the way we should live? All human beings, no matter what language you speak, no matter where you live, no matter where you born, that does not matter. What is matter, we all are one. We all should have the daily bread to eat. That's what matter to God. And who's supposed to say that? The president? The judge? Supposed to tell what Trump is doing is wrong, what the president, most of those presidents are doing are wrong, killing others from other country for, for the sake of beginning and power. Would that that is 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 the is the pastor? The pastors have the responsibility to open the eyes of the people to make the people understand that all of us are one people. All of us have to strive to do better. There is no black, there's no white. We're talking about race. We're talking black people, white people. Where you find that? Did God create black people and white people? God didn't create that, he created man. Where we find the race. Everyone come from Adam. And according to the scientists speaking, they say that according to the DNA, they find the mother of everything come from 
so-called Africa, which is Akibulan. So where, where, where that waste come from? We create it and we suppress it. Now I am finished for now. Maybe tomorrow, next Sunday, we might flip over because I wish I, I have to flip over because um, there are many of us who are flipping over too. But nevertheless, before we come to the flip over, since the time is almost finished, I must say, we now are experiencing the evil of ourselves, the way we operate is evil, is iniquity. And then we take Christ and Christ describing it beautiful, how the pastors, the ministers, the PhD, the doctors, DD, Dr. Divinity, the medical doctors, the scientists, he described them, he give them knowledge to do the right thing. Instead, they close the door, open all people, and therefore they themselves will not get in. God bless you. Amen. 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 Yes, uh, praise God. We thank you for this word. Let's, let's bow our heads. Father God, we thank you for your truth, your love, your mercy, your grace. We thank you for teaching us that we are all one, that we all belong to you, that we are all broken. That is not your intention, Lord God, that we are like this, but because of your grace and mercy, Lord Father God, that you will put the work to renew us and restore us. Mm -hmm. We are lost. We know, Lord Father God, that it's not your intention that many should suffer, not your intention that many of us should be without, that many should fall victim to each other. And we acknowledge, Lord God, that your love and your grace and mercy is powerful enough to restore all of us. We're grateful to you for that. We ask, Lord God, that you will continue to teach us to be like you. Show us your will. Teach us your will and teach us how to live according to your will. We, will pray, we pray, Lord God, that you will help those out there, Lord Father God, who, are, who do not have the knowledge of you, who either because of our own teachings, Lord Father God, that have left many astray, Lord God, but because of your love and mercy, Lord Father God, we pray, Lord, that they can find their way to you, that you could direct them and put the right people in their path, Lord Father God, to help them towards you, Lord God. Because we know it's not by any man that anyone should be saved, but it's be by you, Lord God. So we do thank you for the work that you have already done, that you are doing, Lord God. We pray for the many souls who are here tonight, Lord God, and who may join in in the future, Lord God, that they'll be blessed and that they have a new understanding of you. And that if they seek you right now, Lord Father God, if, all, if they're seeking a word from you, seeking peace if they have not found that peace that you find, that you have granted them that peace that you are peace that with you is peace and that as long as they have you they have everything and even in the worst situations around them lord god as 
as as John himself was, and as many who followed you, Lord Father God, that in spite of all the, the struggle that may be going around, Lord God, they have the eternal life, yes, the kingdom, they have yeah. everything. And if they have nothing here, they have everything in heaven. So we thank mm -hmm. you for that. We, are a lot, we honor you. We magnify your holy name. We ask once again, you forgive us for our sins. Forgive us for our lacking. Forgive us for our inability. Restore us. Teach us. And show us how to be more like you. We honor you. We praise you. We magnify your holy name. In your holy name, Jesus, we pray. Amen. 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 So we are grateful for each and every person who was able to participate with us today to understand the word that was brought um, by our brother. Um, is to trust that God is the source. God is what you're seeking above all things. And when you secure yourself in that, when you dive more into him, you understand what life as a whole means and how to walk in it and how to live it. And so we pray that this Holy Spirit that is the leader and the guidance of that dwell within you and teaches you all these yes. things and reveal those things where you are blind so that you can see and that you can walk forward. So may the spirit of God continue to be with you, not only today, but forevermore. Until then, we will see each other next week, Sunday at 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Until then, have a blessed one, guys. Amen. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode. Leave us a voice message or a comment about what God has revealed in you from this week's message. And don't forget to share this episode with your friends and your family so they can have the same experience of revelation like you did. May God bless and abide in you not only today but forevermore. We love you and we can't wait to see you on our next episode. Bye-bye.